are looking at our theme again this morning, before and after, looking at our life before we got saved and what our life is like after we got saved. How much different are we today than we were when we got saved or before we got saved? And to go back through our uh, illustration with it again, once again, uh, before and after, there you see the before, you see the caterpillar. Caterpillars that crawl around on the ground, eat leaves, eventually go into a cocoon, and as they come out of the cocoon, they're totally transformed. They're different. They're a butterfly. And that's what salvation is. Salvation is the same thing that happens to the caterpillar that happens to us. Before we're saved, we're the caterpillar. But after we're saved, we're totally different. Something beautiful, something totally different. How does that happen in the caterpillar? Same thing with us called metamorphosis. A total transformation. And so the Bible uses that word in Romans and in Corinthians showing the total transformation of our lives from what we were like before we got saved to our life after we get saved. We don't ever go back. We don't ever change. We stay the butterfly till the rest for the rest of our life. And so every now and then, every once in a while though, we come across a scripture like Ephesians 2.11 where we start today that says, let's do something. Let's remember. He says to us, therefore remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those that call themselves the circumcisions that done in the body by the hands of men. He says, what we need to do once in a while is go back and remember what our life was like before we got saved. Now for you and I, or for you rather, that may be pretty easy and pretty comfortable to do because your life wasn't uh, awful and terrible and sinful and like mine was. My life before I got saved, when I was the caterpillar, I mean, my life was filled with drugs and alcohol. And I was doing things I wanted to do, live like I want to live, go where I want to go, go places I didn't need to be going, and doing things I didn't need to be doing, putting things in my body I didn't need to be putting in it. And my life was totally transformed when I got saved. And so I don't like to go back and just think on that and dwell on that or tell stories about it or talk to people about it and say, hey, remember when? Or, or let me tell you the story about this. And, you know, I don't like to do that a whole lot. Sometimes I do because it's pertinent to the information that the, is needed at the moment. But to just sit and dwell on it, I don't. But what I did as I was preparing for this message it says to remember, I did go back and remember some things. And I did think about some things. Why? Because of where this whole message is going today. Because God calls us to remember our life before we were saved. Remember our life before we got rescued from sin. Remember our life, remember our life before God delivered us from where we were. Remember our life before we were redeemed. That is bought back from captivity. Bought back from kidnapping and set free from sin. He says, go back and remember that because it's very important for us to think back where we were so we don't want to go back there. We still have the disdain and the hate toward all that that we did when we got saved because we realized, hey, I was in bondage. Hey, I was, in, I was kidnapped. I need to be set free. I was uh, captive of sin, Satan, and the world, and I need to be set free. And the only one that's going to do that is Jesus. And so sometimes we do need to go back and remember that because <clears throat> he's asking us, to look at five realities of life that we're going to look at in just a second of what our life was like before we were born again. Five realities of what our life was like because sometimes we forget, don't we? Well, were you really that, was that really a lot going on in your life before you got saved? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it really was. You know, as we begin to think about our life before we got saved, uh, whether we were a seven-year-old uh, child that was innocent and sweet, uh, they're still lost. A seven-year-old child is still lost without Jesus once they, once they come to that realization of where they are without Jesus as, as me, as I was. And so we have to remember back and think about before we were born again 
we have to look back and think about what our life was like before we were transformed, before we went through the metamorphosis. We have to look back and think about the way we were living our life, that, that we wanted to live, that we were walking on that road to destruction rather than on, on that narrow way that leads to eternity. We were on the wrong road, no matter what we were doing or how we were living. Before we get saved, we're on the wrong road that ultimately, in the end, is going to lead toward hell. And that's the reality. And so God wants us to go back and remember the reality of where we were and what we were doing before we got saved. And so it goes on in verse 12 then. He says, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship in Israel. You were foreigners to the covenants of the promise. You were without hope and you were without God in the world. He said there's five things we need to remember what our life was like before we got saved. And so the first reality is that we were separate from Christ. We did not have a relationship with Him. He was on one side of the fence. We were on the other side. He was separate from us. We were separate from Him. And so the word separate from means we were apart from. We were apart from Jesus. We were independent of Jesus. We were living life like we wanted to live it, doing what we wanted to do. We weren't dependent on Jesus for anything. We didn't call out to Him for anything. We didn't rely on Him. We didn't go to Him, say, Jesus, I need whatever. And we were totally independent of Jesus. We had no relationship with Him. We, we weren't related to Jesus. We weren't close to one another. We weren't having a uh, sit-down uh, sessions and talking about things. We didn't have Him dwelling in our hearts and dwelling in our homes. We weren't close to Him. We had no relationship with Him. In fact, we were totally without Jesus. We lived life without Jesus. And so reality number one is that we were separate from Christ. We just lived life without Him. We didn't consider His ways, His thoughts, His word, and so we just lived like we wanted to live before we were saved. And so that's a reality of a person that's lost without Jesus. Well, the second reality, as he said there, we were excluded from the citizenship in Israel. What does that mean, excluded from citizenship in Israel? It means we were alienated, we were estranged. Uh, sometimes we use that word estranged in a marriage relationship. Maybe you've heard that word, maybe you've used that word, Maybe you've been a part of that word before in your relationship with your spouse. That in a relationship that's estranged means just pulled apart. Okay, you're married. Okay, you're, you're a brother or a sister. You have a relationship with that person, whatever it may be. But it's just kind of pulled apart. It's strained and it is estranged and something has to bring it back together. And so when we're excluded from the citizenship in Israel, the citizenship with heaven, citizenship with Jesus, we are estranged from him. We are pulled apart from Him. We're not close with Him. In other words, we're shut out from fellowship with Him. We don't have a close fellowship. We don't invite Him to, hey, Jesus, I'm going over here. You want to come go with me? He said, no, I'd rather not. Hey, Jesus, I'm going to get involved in this. You want to get involved with this with me? No, I'd rather not. And so Jesus says we're shut out from fellowship with Him and also shut out from intimacy with Jesus. We're not close. We're not personal. We're not sitting down together. We're not fellowshipping together. We don't have the intimacy that we should have with Jesus when we are excluded from citizenship with Him. We don't have that relationship. And so that's what life is like. The reality is, before we get saved, this is part of our life. We have no relationship with Jesus. We have no fellowship with Him. Well, reality number three says, we are foreigners to the covenants of the promise. And so what promise, what foreigners, what, what do we mean by that? A foreigner is a stranger without knowledge of, and without a share in eternal life in the kingdom of God offered by Jesus. And so when we're 
foreigners to the covenants of the promise. The promise is eternal life is in Jesus. The promise is when we're saved, when we're born again, when we've been redeemed, when we've been bought out of sin, brought into the kingdom of God, now we're going to go to heaven when we die. And so we have that fellowship, we have that relationship, and we have that hope of a better day that we're looking forward to. But before that, we're foreigners. We don't understand what it means to be in the kingdom of God. Because see, as a Christian, yes, we live in the world. We look around, we see the world in which we live. But beyond that, also as a Christian, we are inside in the kingdom of God. We're already on our way to heaven. We've already established the fact that, hey, when we die, we're going to go to heaven. But we're already born again, already saved, already in the kingdom. It's just a matter of time to getting into heaven. And so by being a foreigner, uh, by being outside of that, we don't understand what it means to have eternal life. Not in heaven anyway. We don't understand about this kingdom of God that's offered by Jesus. We're foreigners to that. Well, reality number four is that we're without hope. Meaning this, the best that we're going to have is right now. As far as the best is in that we can think of as a lost person, we're thinking of right now is the best we got. We're without hope. We don't have hope of a better day. We don't have hope of something improving. We don't have hope of any, anything eternally getting any better than what, have we, what we have right now. As a lost person, we're without hope. There's no joyful and confident expectation of eternal life in heaven. We don't get excited about it. We don't think about it. We're not confident of it. We don't look at heaven with joy. We look at death as something to be feared. Look at death as something to be afraid of. Look at death as something to be, I don't want to talk about it. Look at death as something to gloom and doom. But for the Christian, there's joyful and confident expectations. When I die, I'm going to go to heaven to be with Jesus. And so we look forward to that. We anticipate that. We're confident of that. We know that if we died today, we're going to go to heaven when we die. And so we have a joyful hope and, but a, a lost person, a person before we got saved, a person before that butterfly became a reality, has no hope. They have no hope of this. There's no joyful and confident expectation of eternal life in heaven. Well, reality number five simply says we're without God in this world. As we live day-to-day life, we don't have God with us. We don't have God in our heart, our mind. We don't think about Him. We don't do anything with Him. We're uh, without Him in this world means we have no relationship with God. Uh, have a ring on my finger indicating I have a relationship with somebody. A marriage ring. And so the reason I wanted this kind of ring is it's called the groove is because it's made out of a... I can squeeze it. I can turn it inside out. And it's made out of a rubber-type substance, silicone. And, and when I set out to say what kind of ring I wanted, I told her this is what I wanted. And she said, well, if that's what you want, you know, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, you know, is the way it came across. But she ordered it. And so I wanted more than one because the handy thing about this ring is that <clears throat> when you're out in the yard watering flowers and the hose is leaking, you can take your ring off put it in, in the hose like a washer, turn it back on, fixes it right up. And so that's why I got more than one of them, Chuck, because you, you get them put in the hose where you got a washer there, you don't, you don't want it back out. And so I hadn't yet, but I am. And so, 
And so it makes it real handy when you're out in the yard doing things. So just think about it, guys. Just realize that if you're out in the yard a lot, doing a lot of things with hoses and all that, and you need a washer, there it is. So I can tell you where to get them, or, or Cheryl can. She ordered them. So uh, anyway, I've got different colors and, and all that, so it's a good thing. But I know that went with this somehow. Uh, having no relationship with God, okay. <laughs> Ring indicating a relationship. Sorry, got diverted there. <laughs> say <laughs> it works both anyway uh, so before you're saved before you're born again before you come into a relationship with God you have no relationship with him so you don't have a ring that's where it goes okay it does fit in there doesn't it so you don't have any outward evidence of a relationship with Christ because there is none as a lost person without Jesus before we get saved we have no relationship with God we have no dependence on God we don't walk around saying God I need to know about this God, I've got a decision I've got to make. I need to ask you for wisdom. God, I need to know some uh, direction in my life. I've got some things I'm working on, looking at, thinking about. God, what do you say? God, I'm so dependent on you. If you don't show me something, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just dependent on you about all things. I can't depend on me or anybody else because me lets me down and other people do too, but you don't. Before we're saved, we don't do that. We just take off and we just do what we want to do. We go where we want to go and be who we want to be and We don't depend on anybody else. We just depend on self, and self can take care of a lot of things, and we can fix it, you know, how we fix things. And, you know, who needs God when I can fix all these things in my life? And, you know, maybe some, y'all know any people that are fix-it people? You know, just, I can fix that. I can handle that. I can deal with that. Y'all know people like that? Y'all got friends like that? And so that's how we live life before Jesus. I can handle it. I can fix it. I can deal with it. Who needs God? and living an ungodly lifestyle. Now, every lost person may not be living the ungodly lifestyle that I lived, but we live an ungodly lifestyle without God. And so when we have no relationship with Him, we don't live His lifestyle. We're not becoming holy. We're not becoming godly. We're just doing life like we want to live, doing what the world does, uh, buying what the world buys, living like the world, and saying, hey, that got one, I want one too. And so... Without Jesus, we have no relationship. We have nothing to do with Him. But then verse 13 finally comes. But now, in Christ Jesus, now that we're looking through the cross up close, we can see the world for what it really is, and we see that we have Jesus in it. We who were once far away that couldn't really see what God wanted us to see, we've been brought near through the blood of Christ. And so it is with the cross. And so it is with Jesus. So it is with salvation that when we're lost and without Jesus, when we're that caterpillar that's walking around, eating leaves, crawling on the ground, that's us before we're saved. And so before we're saved, we're living life like we want to live it. We're doing what we want to do. We're far away from Jesus, far away from God, far away from heaven because we have no relationship. So we're not even going there. Because we're lost. But God comes along and sends Jesus to die for our sins on the cross because we're born sinners and we don't have to do anything to be condemned because we are condemned because we come into the world a sinner. And yet Jesus has to rescue us, bring us out of that. And when He does, then we've been brought near through the blood of Christ. Now we've been changed. Now we've been transformed. Now we've been made different. Now we become that butterfly because we've gone through a metamorphosis. 
And so today he wants us to remember and look back on things in our life that we've done, said, lived, the way we lived before we were saved, and ask us the question, how have we gone through the metamorphosis? How have we gone through that transformation? How have we gone from being the caterpillar, if you will? How have we gone from being the lost person, the person without Jesus, the person having no relationship with Jesus? How have we gone from there through the metamorphosis to where now we're in the kingdom of God? We now have a relationship with Christ. Now we are born again. Now we have been set free from sin and set free to serve. And we look back and we remember, yes, I know where I was. I remember what life was like before. I remember how I lived. I remember how I thought. I remember where I went, what those things. But now I've been brought near through the blood of Christ. And there's a difference in our life, isn't it? There's a whole different lifestyle that we live now that we've been saved, don't we? Because we've gone through the transformation. And so we're not the same person we used to be. We don't do the same things we used to do. We don't talk the same words we used to talk. We don't put substances in our bodies we didn't used to put in it. We don't do all those things that we used to do at one time because we're different. We've been made whole. We've been made complete through that relationship with Jesus. And so therefore, we can look through that washer and say, you know, Jesus used to be way out there. I used to hear about him. I used to hear people talk about him. I used to sit in church sometimes. I used to go to Sunday school sometimes. I used to do some things and hear and read and talk about Jesus. But he was way out there, and I just kind of looked at life through the cross, through him. But I saw the whole world that I lived in a whole lot better and a whole lot bigger than him, and so I just kept him at a distance. But now that I'm saved, I've brought Jesus up close to my life and into my life, and I look at life through him, and I see life totally different. And now I see what he wants me to do. Now I see how he wants me to live. And now when I've got a problem, I don't write Dear Abby in the newspaper and say, Dear Abby, I just found out this about my boyfriend. I just found out this about my girlfriend. I just found out this about my husband. I just, you know, all those kinds. You ever read Dear Abby? You know, those things or, or whoever that is in the newspaper. You know, you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to call up somebody anymore. You don't have to write anybody, text anybody. You go straight to God. And say, Lord, I've got a problem. I've got a situation. I've got a decision. I've got something in my heart, something in my mind that's going on that I need to bring, not to me, I can't fix it, I've tried. Not to somebody else, they tried. But I bring to you. And ask you to do work that only you can do. God, I'm dependent on you. God, I look at life through your eyes. I look at people through your eyes. And Lord, I'm just totally dependent on you. And so I'm coming to you with it, God. And that's the difference you see in a, in a caterpillar and a butterfly. The butterfly, you know, they don't eat leaves. The butterfly doesn't crawl on the ground. The butterfly flies. And the butterfly goes to the flowers and they get nectar out of the flowers. And they live off the nectar, not off the leaf structure itself. And so they're totally different. And they'll never go back to being a caterpillar because they say, hmm, I left that life behind two weeks ago. Same with us, isn't it? We don't ever want to go back to that way before we were saved, do we? You know, because we remember what it was like. We look at the realities that we were separate from Christ. We look at the reality we were excluded from citizenship in heaven. We look at the reality we were foreigners of the covenants of the promise of eternal life in heaven. We were without hope. This was as good as it gets. And we were without God in the world. But now we say, I remember all that. And I don't want that. I don't want any part of that. I'm moving forward. I'm not looking behind. I'm looking forward. I'm going toward Jesus. I'm going where He wants me to go because I've been brought near to Him. How close are you to God today? 
How close are you in a relationship with Him? If you had to describe your relationship with Him, how would you describe it? If you were to say, Jesus dwells in my heart, He settles down. Dwell means settle down. Jesus is just settled down in my heart. And I'm at home with Him here, and He's at home in my heart, and I just know we have a close relationship. I know it's personal, it's real, and it's active, and it's live. And so that's how it is today, isn't it? Or does it need to change? You know, do we need to look at our life and say, you know, something's just not right. Something's just missing. And now I know what it is. It's that I'm separate from Christ. I don't have a relationship with Him. And I realize now that I'm excluded from heaven. (laughs) I'm not going there when I die. I realize now I'm a foreigner of that promise of eternal life in Jesus. And I realize I have no hope of a better day. Things are getting any better. And I know that in this world in which I'm living today, I don't have God in it. I'm without Him. And so those are the realities we need to look at in our life today. Um, Sometimes we look at life through some lens that we put up and say, well, it's going to be okay. Well, it's going to be all right. Well, that's going to work out. Well, it's going to be fine. You know, all these sort of things. When it comes to eternity in heaven, it's not just going to work out. It's not just going to be okay. We have to look at the reality of it, that we've got to make conscious choice, conscious decision to say, I am lost. I need to be saved. I need Jesus. He's my only hope. He's my only answer. He's my only promise to get me into heaven. And I need to make that decision in my life. Where are you today?